where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, UK Bills Mafia. This is Christian Wade of your Buffalo Bills. This is the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast with your hosts, Matt and Alex. Let's go, Buffalo! Woo! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast, Bills news with a UK twist. We are back and we are here with the Bills Award Ceremony. Matt here, Alex is joining me. Alex, how have you been since the last uh, since the last episode? Dude, you got to tell me, like, where's your enthusiasm at? I mean, I'm, what do you guys say? Gutted? <laughs> yeah. Gutted. I just don't have it in me. I don't know about everybody else. It's just I'm not in any mood to talk about football or the bills i mean that loss just is just weighed on me and i really can't like just i just want to get to next season like off season speculation blah 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 i just need games again (laughs) you know so i'm i'm guessing i'm gonna ask you are you gonna watch the super bowl tonight i guess that's a big fat no (laughs) you know i i've been saying no forever but what time does it start uh, I think it's about eleven thirty tonight. I think. Oh, that's not that bad. I think. I double check. I know the programs usually start at um, start at about ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. So I think it's about eleven thirty. Uh, let's have a look. Google. Google is your yeah eleven thirty. Okay, I might watch it then. Yeah. You know, because like when you, you look back, you remember those, those kickoff times for like Thursday night football or Monday night football. <laughs> 1 a.m. to like I wasn't gonna do that, you know. Yeah, but 11:30, you know, I I might even you know go buy some wings or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think no, I can't I, even watch it and be interested. I just, just at the beginning it. of it, I wanted the Chiefs to win because I hate Tom Brady. But does that really matter anymore? No, right? No. It's why I heard. I heard. Um... It's one of the podcasts I was listening to recently, or it might have been a tweet on there. I mean, obviously, we all say we hate Brady. Do we actually hate Brady as a person, or is it because he was on that Patriots team that dominated the AFC um, AFC East? Well, I mean, I also hate him as a human being. I mean, yeah, fair enough. He's just a weird guy, and he does he says stupid things, and he's best friend with the human meat puppet Gronk. <laughs> you know, they put out these videos, these tweets and TikToks and in, in Instagram videos of them, you know, with their swagger and yeah, we're back again. And I'm like, oh, kill me. Just retire. Go away. Yeah. Well, and, you, know, I mean, you, you, you would want to root for Gronk. The dude grew up in Williamsville. He's, you know, yeah, he's a Buffalo guy. But just, ugh. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one thing. What what is, um what has Doug Flutie done in that Rob Gronkowski hasn't done. They've both done it, actually. Well, no, he, yeah, they've both done it. But what has um, <laughs> currently Flutie done that? Yeah, currently Doug Flutie is the WWE twenty four seven champion. Gronk <laughs> um... could barely win a game, win a match, and yet Flutie. <laughs> I mean, out of out of all the NFL players at that, you know, 
beach turn whatever that was they but yeah. I mean, how crazy is that oh i know what a, I, I saw the, i saw the video and i just had to i just laughed at it, it was so yeah funny. no that was definitely unexpected <laughs> but no i mean yeah, let me ask you do we do we hate the chiefs as much as we used to hate the patriots now not yet is it going to get there do they have to beat us again next year like you know the game at the end got chippy um you know chris jones with the punch you know they weren't that great of sportsmen in in that game i don't know it's i don't think it could be that much hate because the patriots owned us but i think that the rivalry definitely now exists between us and the chiefs i think i think I think at the moment I don't hold anything against the Chiefs. The Chiefs actually um, have built something. They've got they've got some good players on there. They've got an offensive. Um, they've got a good, good, really good coach in Andy Reid. They've got an offensive coordinator who who I can't believe has not been selected. Yeah, as a head coach on there. I mean, I Maybe, liked Andy um, Reid better when he would go to the NFC Championship game and lose all the time. But I mean. More recently, when we've seen all the Chiefs fans actually start chipping, um, chipping at uh, Bills fans, just uh, saying, "Oh, you're, you're useless," and all that. Yeah, I, I was called a fraud better. on Twitter. That was yeah. Cool. I mean, what was it? Um, it was on. Was I mean, it? when the Bears went to the Super Bowl against the Colts, they were frauds. Their quarterback was Rex Grossman. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's weird, though, uh, for a team to this is our this is this team's, you know, this this unit, this uh, core group of Allen Dig. This is their first AFC championship game. If we yeah. don't even make the divisional round, let's say we lose in the wild card next week, next year, then maybe the term, you know, frauds or can't win the big one might creep up. But for a Chiefs fan to call a, the Bills frauds after one loss, I think is a little bit bullshit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can understand the, how they actually interpret it. Obviously, the Bills have been the media darlings um, this season. Obviously, Josh Allen has been a has actually been a media darling. Yeah, a little bit more on there. Obviously, is he is he in the same tier as Mahomes and all that? And then just people coming out shutting him, shutting it down. Actually, um, and and all that is kind of making me feel a bit salty towards the Chiefs. <laughs> Probably not as much as the as the Patriots as a whole. But yeah. I will say one thing that the Chiefs can and rightfully be upset about was whoever that you know. Uh, that goon was on ESPN that said that the Bills had the quarterback advantage. Uh, you know, that that's oh. ridiculous. I mean, Mahomes is the best quarterback yeah. in the league right now. Yeah. I think some some of that some of that 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 footage or I mean, that, they uh, had graphic. they had to go and search for, you know, their mm. their motivation. Um, yeah. But the majority of people were picking the Chiefs. So for the any Chiefs fan to think that they were the underdogs in that game, they're pretty stupid. Mm. But, uh, yeah, say, I mean, end... we don't need to talk about this anymore. No, no I'm not. I say I'm not. I've actually um, said this is probably the first Super Bowl I'm probably going to miss. Yeah, um, on there because it's just not. It's not exciting. Um, no. exciting for me on there. I don't care if Brady wins the seventh, um, seventh ring or Mahomes goes back to back. The only thing I'm kind of interested in is can the Bucks win it on home service? That's the only thing that would mm. do because obviously this is the first time that a home team 
that a team has actually hosted a Super Bowl that has their team playing in it. So yeah. that's and of course that's it has to be line. because of Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but my enthusiasm for the uh, for football is still uh, is still going because obviously we're coming into the uh, into the draft season. So, mm-hmm. but that's uh, that's me. But let's move on. Let's let's. Yeah, we had some news last night. The NFL awards came out. So uh, exactly. I think I mean, it's it, more more reason for us to, to, <coughs> to piss and moan, would you say? Uh, I would say one, maybe two categories. One, definitely. Yeah. Another one, possibly. But the third one, no. I think, obviously, with the, with the MVP race, obviously, Rogers won it with 44 votes. Um, Allen got four. Mahomes got two. Now, yeah. let me ask you a question. Yeah. How do you define MVP? Obviously, most valuable player. Does that mean the most talented player in the league? Or does that mean the most valuable player to his team? You know, how would you put that? I would say to the team. Because, I mean, obviously, Rogers, yeah, don't get me wrong. Rogers is, will potentially be a Hall of Fame. Oh, he's Hall absolutely going to be a Hall of Fame, yeah. he's, 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 he's locked in to be that. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Rogers. what he's actually done. He's yeah. still doing it at the age of, of 37 on there. I mean, then with, with Allen, you've got a guy who, he, from year one and the way he's gone up and the way that he takes, pretty much takes a team on his shoulders, the way he actually, um, he is a teammate. He's a friend more than a teammate. It's obviously that, that was a, he streamed himself playing Fortnite, and all of a sudden he gets a phone call from Stefan Diggs halfway yeah. through. Yeah, that was fun. But, but to be honest, I think I think he he would have he should have got a few more votes on there. That's I what mean, I was going to ask: is four enough? Four's not enough. I yeah. think I think they just I think is who is it? Is it executives or is it? Um, I don't don't know who actually votes for us. Is. is it executives or is it media personalities? I don't know off the top of my head, and I'm not going to look it up because it's just it would make me more yeah. angry to have more information I mean, about why he only got four votes. Here's the thing about MVP for me. <clears throat> if you say MVP is most valuable player to his team, then Josh Allen wins that award because the yeah. Packers had a really good running game. Aaron Jones yeah. is great. Their yeah. offensive line is great. If they had an average quarterback, if you put Derek Carr on the Packers, they maybe only lose one other game, maybe two. Mm. No, they wouldn't I, fall apart. Whereas if the Bills didn't have Josh Allen, we would have won maybe four or five games. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rogers' um, record this year, he completed over 70% of his passes. Okay, he threw for less than Josh Allen, 4,299 yards. 48 to 5 touchdown to interception ratio um, and a passer rating um, of 121.5. If you're going under stats, I can kind of see why they gave him the um, why they kind of gave him the MVP. That's a good that. point. His stats are better, yes. I just wish there was a more defined answer or reason for why they voted the way they did. Um, You know, one of the things that baseball has gotten really good at is understanding the counting stats versus the analytical stats. Yeah. You know, in baseball, 
you used to pick the Cy Young Award for best pitcher would be the one who had the most <coughs> wins. Mm. Wins is not a pitcher stat, you know, because it, no. it, 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 so in the NFL, you know, you can have all these touchdowns and that's great and everything. And he's, he's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I absolutely cannot take anything away from Aaron yeah. Rodgers. It's yeah. just that most valuable He's the most valuable mm. player probably in the league. Him and maybe Aaron Donald, Derek Henry possibly, um, in terms of you know uh, star power and marketability and wow factor. I think yeah, Allen I is, think Allen is rising up to that. But if you tell me the one player who is so integral to his team that if he wasn't there, they'd fall apart. It has to be Josh Allen. Maybe yeah. no other team. You saw what Chad Henney could do with the Chiefs. Uh, mm. You know, they probably would have at least won 10 or 11 games with him in there. So yeah. I think Allen needed think, to have at least more than four votes. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, obviously Rogers, he's, he's out there. He's done it with that supporting cast with Devontae Adams, with uh, Marquis, um, Scouten Valdez, um, Ar- Valdez Jones. Yeah, I, I would Valdez say Stone. our wide receiver depth is better than Green Bay's. Mm. But in terms of offensive line and running game, two things that make the quarterback's job easier. Yeah, the Packers had that, but the stuff that Josh Allen can do in extending plays and throwing on the run, uh, I mean, Rodgers could do that as good as Allen maybe five years ago, but I mean, uh, Rogers is definitely more of a pocket guy now for him to do what he did with Devante Adams and then a bunch of replacement level wide receivers. I think that's a a really big um, achievement. You know, Allen did have, you know, Beasley Brown and Gabe Davis are better than Scantling uh, Equinemia St. Brown and, you know, the lot of them. Uh, Tanyan mm. is probably a better than than Knox. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Rodgers can just make Tanyan look good, though. You know, it, it's mm. tough to say. Yeah. But the, the point is, is, is 44 to 4 is a little bit too much. And I think that just goes to show that whoever is voting is voting off stats. Mm. Yeah. I mean. And not really the big picture. That's the way. That one was. That one was kind of the one where we didn't really, I don't think you really expected Alan to really be um, the winner on that one. I know no, it, I did it was not. Great. I was in consent conversation and he was, he did end up runner up. But yeah, to be honest, I love the fact his name was mentioned in there, but I, yeah. even I didn't think he would actually, I thought it would be Rogers um, like that, but it's actually good to see that he's in that, um, he's in that mix now on there. But the one, the one that really upset me was the coach of the year. So stupid. I mean, it, uh, it went down with um, Stefanski got 25, or got half of the 50 votes. McDermott got seven. Brian Flores got six. And obviously the other ones, I think, were um, Ron Rivera got a couple. I don't know how many. But, I mean, that is just... That is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, so I, I kind of understand where they came from. The fact that it's Stefanski's first season, they had the whole COVID for the off season. He got the um, got the uh, the Browns to the playoffs. You lost the first playoff. Yeah, you, know, you lost your second game. Okay, so, but no, but uh, yeah, I, it's just, yeah. But go you're ahead. looking just, at that. Go. What 
you're then looking at what McDermott has done over the time, getting the bills from when he when he joined him. We were we were constantly in the top um in the bottom um bottom ten, bottom twelve. Yeah. Of the um of the league in record. Well, the, the award is just yes. for this year, so you can't look at what McDermott's done. Well, yeah. in the last. But but here's the thing. <sighs> this is more of a reflection on how bad Freddie Kitchens is than how good mm. Stefanski is. Because look yeah. at the roster that the Browns have. They have the number one drafted mm. quarterback. They have a top 10 offensive line. They have two amazing running backs. They have two Pro Bowl wide receivers. They have one of the best defensive ends in the game. They have one of the best cornerbacks in the game. That's a roster that should have done what they did this year. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, so... I mean, the Browns should have been this good last year, honestly. And so for for a team that lost to the Jets. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. a team that was third in their division. Yeah. For a team that had a minus negative, uh, that had a negative 11 point differential. Mm-hmm. To win coach yeah. of the year over a coach who went 13 and three developed Josh Allen, who everybody hated, into a MVP-voted quarterback. Yeah. AFC East Championship got us to the championship yeah. um, Did game. We won our division. The Browns fucking didn't. Oh, this yeah. one really pisses we me beat, off. We beat the Jets twice, though. Yeah. The Browns didn't beat the Jets. <laughs> and, our three, and our three defeats in the... Um, in the season, okay, two of them were against playoff um, playoff teams in the Titans and the Chiefs. The other one was just a, a fluke more than anything, but it's – and then who did Browns lose? They obviously lost Jets. They've lost a couple of games against the worser teams than them. It's it, it's just mind-blowing. I mean, it's what, what, the, what the Bills have done, what McDermott has done to get that team – this season into position to take advantage of a Brady-less Patriots, mm-hmm. a a tired dumpster fire of um of a Jets organization and a in the middle of rebuilding um Miami team, and actually be up in there competing with the likes of the Chiefs, Titans who to an extent the um the Steelers and I would even put in the Ravens in there for the um for the they AFC. They had the third easiest schedule in the AFC. Is that the Browns or the Bills? The Browns. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? We had one we had the hardest or second hardest. We had the uh, strength of schedule. We were it wasn't that bad. Um, the Jets had the hardest, then the Broncos, Raiders, Pats, Jags, Chiefs, and Bills. So average, but they had the third easiest. Here's the thing about the Browns. Again, I mean, look back. The teams that we beat that they couldn't, you know, they lost to the Steelers in the regular season, um, mm-hmm. 38-7, to for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, you know, they barely beat the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, they beat the they re-beat the Steelers, but that's when the Steelers were really yeah. They benched, their, you know, they rested oh. their players in week seventeen. Yeah, Ugh. I know, but just 
it's, you don't you kind Come of understand on. why why the okay is the Associated Press. So the Associated Press actually um are voting for this. You're kind of thinking, are they just doing it on the names or just doing it on the on the coverage of that? But, I mean, the Browns were such a disappointment that for them to have this average, or I would say that they had a season that they should have expected to have. Yeah. I think that we beat a few teams in the regular season that we shouldn't have at the beginning yeah. of the season. Mm-hmm. No, if you said at the beginning of the season, the Browns would be 11 and five, you'd say, okay. If at the beginning of the season, you said the bills would be 13 and three, most people would say you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. Most people would have said 10 and six for the bills or 11 and five. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. There's just no explanation. Can we get one of these voters on and have them defend themselves, <laughs> please? Because yeah. I mean, I, I I literally can't put a single stat or idea together that says that the Browns deserve this. Okay, so so then can you can you understand if we go for the last one, which really well, the last major one that caused a little bit of a talking point on there. Um, as such, I think um obviously the offensive player of the year, Derek Henry got that with 32 votes. Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes got five each. Travis Kelsey, Josh Allen both got three. And Alvin Kamara got two. Yeah, um, I loved what Derrick Henry did. When you talk about most valuable player, he should have gotten votes over Mahomes Mm. because he is very, very, very important to his team's success. Yeah. It's tough to say. Rodgers should have gotten less. Allen should have gotten more, you know, it should have been closer. It should have been, you know, just for it to have been a runaway for Rogers, I think is an, is, is an overreaction, but Derek Henry deserved MVP votes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what he did on the ground. I mean, when you look at what the running game has become in the NFL, it's a passing league. And for Henry to do what he did with his size and for him to have breakaway speed you know his Hmm. highlight reel is unbelievable yeah i really respect derrick henry like my my nfl um offensive player of the year would have been um henry Devontae adams allen rogers if that's how i would no i would put rogers ahead of when you look at offensive player it would yeah it would be it would be henry Devontae adams aaron Rodgers, josh allen but again, think, I would be voting this a lot closer than it should <coughs> than it was. Yeah. So do you think then that Allen should have got more than the three votes? Do you think he should have got at least more than, say, Mahomes, more than Kelsey, maybe potentially the same, if not a couple more than um, than Rogers? Or was it right that the order or the um the voting how it was was actually fair on that? Do you think Allen should have had a few more? few more votes yeah i would say so because as an offensive weapon what allen can do on the ground Mm. is more dangerous than you know he's more of a complete player he can catch as well he's more (laughs) i would say how many touchdowns is um as uh rogers and mahomes caught (laughs) I mean, Rodgers is is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I 100%. But as an offensive weapon, I think Allen was more dangerous this year. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the one bit of good news we can have from that um, from that awards show was the ball winning the um, the assistant coach of the year. Yeah, which I think I, I haven't got the. Um, I thought I did have the vote. I did have them up just a minute ago. I thought no, I didn't. They did. They didn't show them on there. But that was definitely that was definitely would have been a definite more major snub than uh, McDermott not winning um, not winning coach of the year if the ball didn't win. Um, offensive um, or the uh, the assistant coach of the year. Yeah, Dable's getting all the credit for being able to have developed Josh Allen, and and I respect that. Well, it's definitely a a systematic, you know, top to bottom, you know, coaching staff and analytics team, and you know, Allen himself. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dable did throw a few duds in there. You know, no touchdowns against the Jets, the first game against the Patriots the game against the Chiefs and the Titans. Um, you know, I was just comparing, uh, seeing how many duds Allen had compared to how many duds uh, Rodgers had. Um, Rodgers against the Tampa Bay, you 35 passer rating, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, 160 yards, 45 completion percentage. Um, you know, that was probably his only dud on the season. Uh, he had a decent game against Carolina, but only threw for 143, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, that was a running game for them. So, yeah, yeah, I guess uh, Allen did have a few more duds, but um, yeah, uh, Dable. Remember when we wanted him gone last year? Yeah, I think I think I was. I think that may have been the time. For, I mean, when he went up, I think. I think the move itself was the turning point for him really was last year when he went up to the booth on there. Oh, yeah. He has, I mean, he had Ken Dorsey acting as the quarterback whisperer um, who apparently was in the, in the running for the, um, the Dolphins offensive coordinator role. And I think it was the Seahawks or the Lions offensive coordinator. Yeah. I know he was rumored to the, with the Seahawks. But, I'm happy that he's staying put. Yeah, but I mean, it's that was a turning point from it, and what he's actually done, how he's actually managed to script a, a playbook to to actually fit Josh Allen's skill set. Okay, he, the the run game as such wasn't as um, wasn't as good as as we expect it to be, or we had expectations of. Yeah, but I mean, you, you way... mentioned that. I could argue more for Dable to not have won versus. Of the other arg of versus McDermott, where he should have won, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's the, it, the Bills having the twentieth most rushing yards in the league. I mean, that's not a great offense, you know. That's, but then again, we had the third best passing offense. So you know, yeah. What does it all mean? I mean? You know, it's it's just the way it just shows that how that why he was so regarded as um as a head coaching candidate and. Yeah. One more, I, I think I think he's going to be, if there's more head coaching jobs off next year, I think him and uh, Biennemi are going to be the hottest names on there. And mm -hmm. I think that both of them will get a head coaching job next year, which is going to be, it's going to be kind of sad, but then hopefully we've got the, 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 the coordinators like um, Dorsey, like Chad Hall, are both well respected and um and developing well on there that actually can come in and actually take over the mantle but yeah. it just shows that how how that 
changing views. So obviously he was most of the time he was down looking at the um looking at the field from 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 the bench. And then he's moved up so he can see the personnel, we can see the line um before the snap on there. And obviously they have the communication that I think cuts out like 15 seconds um before the um before the clock runs out. Yeah. They can give that alignment and have that mm. um and have that play um just shows that what he's actually done, how he's done it, he is deserved of the um of the uh of the of the assistant coach of the year award. Yeah. So let me ask you a stupid American question. Uh do you have awards like this for the Premier League? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. PFA PFA awards. Okay. Is it as unknown as to why people vote for who they vote for? Like, you know, like who won, like, you know, manager of the year or whatever last year? Uh, I don't know. Let me find it. Let me find it out. Um, The PFA, um, let's do 2020. There we go. Uh, No, 2019, 2020. Do that one. 2019. Uh, yeah, so De Bruyne won, um, won the Player of the Year last year. Who? Oh no, 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 it wasn't De Bruyne. Um, yeah, it was. Um, Kevin De Bruyne of Man City, he won the Player of the Year. Jordan Henderson was the Football Writers Association. So we have two different like awards. Mm. We have the uh, PFA Player, so it's the players' votes. Okay. And the um the the football writers, so it's going to be all your um all your uh journalists and all that having their say. So they have two lots of awards. Okay, man, I so, wouldn't trust a player vote because they don't know anything about analytic stats. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean that's that's the difference between uh prem the Premier League and the football le- and the football um awards. Then the um to the NFL, and I think that's probably better way you get the peers to actually um the peers to actually vote because they're the ones that are at that level. They're the ones that can that understand yeah the game and what's happening and all that. I think I think going forward they should they should potentially look. Or they, I, don't know, I think that would just be a popularity look. award, you know. Possibly, possibly, but it's just like you know when you. I mean, I don't know about uh, you know how you guys did things in school, but you know in in America we would have in high school we would have our our yearbook, uh, you know, and there would be like awards like you know cutest couple and blah blah blah, and it's just nothing but a popularity contest, you know. Yeah, no, I do, I do agree. I mean, now we're gonna go on to. Um go on to the UK Bills end of season award. So first first of all we're gonna go we're gonna go reverse order. So we sent out a um a form we posted on Twitter, we put it on Facebook. We're happy we got with the response that we've got and it's now time to reveal our first category, Podcast Guest of the Year. Now, we had uh, a fair few entries on this one. We did it from the from February last year to, um, to obviously now. And we've had the likes of the, um, 
the Chiefs UK's Neil Blair, um, Christian Wade, Matt Perino, Mike Colson, Reed Ferguson, uh, Nick Manning, Steve Tasker, and all that. And to be honest, there was quite a few different votes going on on that. I think majority of them got uh, got votes. And I'm just going to reverse it in order with the final three. And we have in oh, we've got a tie. Hello. We have a tie for third place with um with Anthony Marino, Simon Carroll, the touchdown NFL, uh, Matthew Fairburn, Greg Tomset, and Stevie Johnson all came third. Steve Tasker came in second, but I think it may have been a unanimous decision with half of the votes that the podcast guest of the year was was obviously Christian Wade. Yeah, I think if anybody voted for anybody else, it was the people who voted for themselves. So I imagine Anthony Marino voted for himself. (laughs) Greg Thompson probably voted for himself. But yeah, I mean, Christian Wade, absolutely. Uh, The most interesting guest that we've had this year. Uh, The most fun interview that we've had. Uh, He was great. And uh, that will always be uh, one of the best things that we've done. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. I mean, hopefully we can get him on a few more times now. We've actually got him on there, maybe get him up during uh, during training camp and all that. But it'll be it'll be it was a great experience. We we fully enjoyed it, and it, the the video is still on YouTube. Go back a few episodes from here, continue to listen to it because it was really fun. We obviously confused you a hell of a lot towards the. Uh, towards the end with the slang yeah you people in your british words you know i thought we spoke the same language but we absolutely do not sometimes well well you better open up your uh your uh mince pies take a butcher's look at the uh at the next one which is our moment of the year (laughs) you're you're the worst so open up Uh, your eyes and take a look as we go for the moment of the year the bill's moment of the year (laughs) We have a good 70 votes on this one. Yeah, we had winning the division, sweeping the division opponents, clinching the number two seeds, embarrassing the Dolphins with our backups, uh, finally winning that playoff game and realizing Allen is a franchise quarterback. What now, would you have voted? Did you vote? I didn't. I didn't vote. No. Okay, yeah, no. that would be too much. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what would you uh, what would you vote for on this one? I would have said I would have actually gone with win division. Mm. I mean, that was probably had to be the moment of the year. I mean, if it, it, that was for me the moment that was of C twenty, we 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 said it when it happened. It was twenty five years of um of pain and watching other watching the Jets, Dolphins, and the Patriots all winning the division in that time. Yeah, even the Colts winning yeah. it. <laughs> um before that but that the day we actually clinched it that moment where we actually won the division would is my moment of the year mm. on that one i can't as much as i love to to then probably say embarrassing the dolphins with the backups yeah um pushing it it, it you can't you can't beat winning the winning the division well for me because i wrote these questions uh i i threw in realizing allen is a franchise quarterback and that one gets my vote because you could argue that the division was kind of weak this year. I know the Dolphins kind of gave us a run for their money, but you know the Jets and the Patriots were really bad this year. Um, the biggest long-lasting and most effective thing that happened this year 
was realizing that we don't need to worry about quarterback for the next, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Well, and that's the most important position in football. That's the most important position probably in sports. And we don't have to worry about it, which we have had to worry about since 1997. So yeah. Um, no, winning, exactly. winning the division got 23 votes and Allen being a franchise quarterback and finally getting that playoff W each got 17 votes. Uh, uh, not to diminish winning the division. It's important. I bought the t-shirt, but um, having Allen be as good as he is, was just unbelievable. And the most fun story that I would consider to be for the whole year. Yeah, you ruined it. I was going to announce it in, in, in reverse order. Yeah, it's my job. Not your job to reveal the answer. <laughs> I'll stop. But no. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. cool. I mean, it, it, I think I think at least the top two on their win division and realizing Alan is that franchise quarterback is prob- are probably the two the two moments really. Yeah, that would have been the um that, that that either one of them winning it would be the correct decision on that one. To yeah. be honest, yeah. Um, so this is one that you decided to put in the most bullshit call. <laughs> We've only got two options on this. So obviously, the uh, the Croft Phantom interception and the Pascal fumble not called. Yeah, I mean, when I was going through the highlights of every game, just watching that interception that Tyler Croft totally caught is unbelievable. Mm. I mean, that to have reviewed that and to say, no, yeah, the other guy caught it, just unbelievable. Yeah, no, I it's just, just can't. A... And then obviously the Colts game, the Pascal fumble, not called um, a more important situation. Yeah. You know, playoffs, fourth quarter. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, the, the, it, it was close. His knee was close, but yeah, I, no. I mean, it was definitive when you slow it down, it's definitive. So, you know, ugh. Just two <laughs> massive bullshit calls here. Yeah, no, I mean it. it it's, it's it's relevant because I mean you, we're seeing this in in the Premier League the last last few weeks or lot, even the last within the last week how these bullshit calls really do rile people up. I mean the Pascal fumble was the uh, was the winner on that one with sixty seven percent of it, but it it it's like, I like how it actually rolls up. I mean. We're talking this week in the Premier League, um, Southampton having a player sent off for um, a player diving, for an opposition player diving in the penalty area. Mm. They had um, uh, Arsenal had a couple of players sent off against um, who did you play? Wolves. One. Yeah, was there, there, there one. was a, there was a really weak red card uh, where the, he just, the, yeah the first one from the the first one for Louise. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. not one. The second one definitely was. You can't escape actually punching the ball from outside the area. Mm-hmm. Um, even I know that as a goalkeeper. And then obviously <laughs> last night, last night was probably the most controversial one where um, a West Ham player, Suchek, got sent off for trying to move his arm away. He being hold and grabbed, rushing the defend the, the player marking him, Mitrovic, mm. goes down holding his face. And it took about five hours for him to... Uh, to give him the red card on then everyone yeah. all the pundits came out Mitrovic came out said it's not a red card it shouldn't be a red card and I think most people will know that will know of Mike Dean and Lee Mason um the referees on 
the Man U game and the West Ham game, I think they should just be a struck off the um struck off the list uh, but... I, I gotta say the the concept of var um i can get behind it's just yeah. when 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 we're talking about a call that's you know it's like the pascal call mm. millimeters yeah do you want to be that nitpicky or do you just want to let them play the game no exactly it's exactly. It's, it's 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 a fine line and as a that fan, you well. jump back and forth all the time because does it affect you? Does you know? Does it help yeah. you? Does it hurt you? It's tough to say what you would exactly want. I mean, go back and watch football games from the seventies, eighties, and nineties before replay, and you're like, oh my god, they missed this. Oh my god, that was a fumble. Oh my god, that wasn't a fumble. Um, you know the Tom Brady tuck rule. Like, is it be- is the game better with or without these eight hour yeah. long replays? It's tough no, exactly. to say. I mean, it, it works on the penalties and the flat and the flags as well for what do you, what you classing as interference, what do you class as um as um or pass interference for offense and defense, what you yeah, class they, as they luckily took that holding away where you can challenge that. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, 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 it's it's like VR's kind of now ruining the game of football with their with their stupid nitpicking and yeah. their having to draw the lines to find out if they're offside, if it's hit the right part of the arm and all that, it's starting to become a little bit like um, like the NFL when they throw the flags for pass interference when you can clearly see there's potentially no pass interference in there mm. or don't throw the flag when there is pass interference. It's it's almost sucking the fun out of the um, out of the games. But bit, yeah. that's, that's all I'm going to say on that because I could probably talk for a while on on both of those, or especially the um, the the Premier League yeah. stuff, but let's move on to the next category. We've got nail biter of the year. Now we have five options here. We had Rams Week Three, the Colts Wild Card Game, the New England Week Eight Game, the Baltimore Divisional Round, and the Jets in Week Seven. Now, for me, it is the Wild Card Game. I think that game we had it, we had it comfortable, we had a comfortable lead. Then all of a sudden, it's almost like our brain shut off <laughs> a lot more. I mean, the Rams, I could kind of understand why why that would get votes because of the way that the Rams actually again, like the Colts, came back into it. Yeah, but and that we was actually... much. Uh, uh, I mean, again, it's it's situational. But the Rams game that was such a big lead that got blown. Yeah. I think I, I can understand why why that why people would vote for that, but you have you would have to look at the at the wild card game because that's the more nail biting. You've had you had the chart the the charges. Why do I say the charges for? Uh, because of rivers. rivers. Yeah, the Colts. Um, the Colts charging. Ah, <laughs> see that? See 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 that link there? Sure, um, yeah, I'll let you get towards away with that. towards the end. Actually, um with whatever that if that position turned to a touchdown pretty much could have won it and obviously with the with the bullshit call um of the pascal fumble i think that was the most nerve-wracking i've been in the whole um in the whole season i think if you if you if if you had to say to me what game were you during it were you more more petrified more scared most hiding behind your pillow 
Pope match, I would have said the um the Colts wildcard game yeah. more because of the significance of it. You've won the division this year. You didn't have the bye for being one of the top two seeds. So you had to go through the hard way onto it. And by winning the division, sweeping the division, and then losing to the, what were they? They were the seventh seed, wasn't they? Yeah. To lose to the seventh seed in the first round of the wild card, that would just that would just just be yeah. it for that point. So what would you have chosen? I did not enjoy the New England game in week eight. No. If not for Zimmer, they probably score. Yeah. Now, obviously, whenever you say something stupid like, if this play didn't happen, then this would have happened. Yeah, but the play happened. That's how the game is played. You can't ever take something away from a game or a team. Yeah. But the way that we dominated them in the second game and the way that it was so close in the first one, Mm. it was uncomfortable, and they're driving – and I feel like there's not enough time for us if they do score. Um, it's the Patriots again, even without Tom Brady, Belichick, does he own us? Uh, we got away with it. And then the second game yeah. really makes me feel better about what we can do against New England. But yeah, yeah I, I did not enjoy the New England game. Um, uh, I was back home in Buffalo for the Rams game. I was at a friend's house watching it. There was yeah. a fair few people freaking out um i i oddly remained calm during that um, <laughs> and i mean it maybe wasn't a nail biter but man that jets game in week seven was frustrating wasn't it without any touchdowns yeah yeah but yeah my, actually... my vote goes to the new england game just because um just who it is and yeah. how it's playing out and we got away with one well, everyone got a vote in that one. Even the even the Jets week seven got one one vote. Yeah. Um third place was the week three game against the Rams. Well, no, fourth place, sorry. Third place was the divisional round against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Second was New England in week eight. But but ultimately Yeah, in terms of uh, importance, it was the Colts game. Yeah. Because which took they were kind of driving, of but man, Rivers looked really off on that final drive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's it, it's it's something that really that really actually um I think set set and as I say it's it's one of those you're you're fearful the way the Colts would just easily get just tear, tearing down the lead yeah. that the Bills had, the way they were easily driving towards the end and yeah, the it ultimately resulted in the um in the was it Micah Hyde actually just smashing the ball Knocked down at the um yeah. into the ground on there. Uh the next one is probably a very select diversion here. This game of the year. We have uh Rams in week three, Seahawks in week nine, Pittsburgh in week 14, New England week 16, Miami week 17, Indy in the wild card, and Baltimore the divisional game now to be honest they're all worthy of for in their own in their own rights for being um being in the game of the year um category i mean it's miami there winning are so many options i mean look at all yeah. the games you know fun <coughs> games that we won usually that doesn't happen <laughs> no exactly i mean you look at each of them has significance round week three we actually um we actually managed to to actually overturn 
the Rams actually come back over on top of us and actually win to maintain our our three and maintain our unbeaten record. Seahawks, the way we just dominated that Seahawks defense, and it was um I, you know, had a great a good offense or an okayish offense um going up against our our D, which had been smoked for quite some time. Obviously, the Pittsburgh game where we actually um we made inroads into obviously getting that second seed. And obviously clinching clinching the um the division. I'm surprised that wasn't that one wasn't on there. Clinching the division wasn't that Denver game that clinched it. Yeah, that was a blowout. I think that was really easy to overlook though, because yeah, I mean you look enough. at all these games. Um, <clears throat> it's a I mean that was a game that we were supposed to win. You know. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and obviously New England game the way we just um dismantled them. It Miami, as I say. Um, needs no needs no talking about that game so we know how um how great it was. Obviously the indie indie wild card week game, which was a game of the year. I mean, all our playoff games were could have been game of the year apart from the championship game. <laughs> yeah. The indie and the Baltimore games could have been game of the year con- con- contenders on their on their own. Two two strong defenses and two struggling offenses um for that game for the Baltimore one. Um, going head to head, I couldn't make it. I couldn't make a choice on that. I couldn't put. I couldn't put my name down for one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you if you had a had one. Um, uh, if I were to pick a game of the year, what was the game that I had the most fun watching? Probably the Seahawks game because I think that that was a game where I picked us to lose. Yeah, fair enough. Um, if we do the Miami do, game week 17 was a lot of fun though. Yeah, I mean if you if you're talking that way then if you if you're saying to me um what game if you base it on fun I would autumn, I would go for Miami week 17. Yeah. The way that Josh actually sliced them up in the um in the first half the backups just piled on the points and this um on the number one defense at the time and all the talk about Tonga Valoa actually being one of the um being a really good player and the offense that they had or they put together and what they're building and the fact that we racked off 56 points i was kind of pissed that we didn't get 60 yeah. that would just be the icing <laughs> on the cake but that would probably be my um my game of the year and um we can reveal in third place was the seahawks um then new england in second and the divisional game um, with Baltimore being the uh, being the winner on that one. Yeah, yeah I, I think that that Baltimore game was a game where we probably, I know we got picked to win most games, right? It's just, um, yeah, I think we got picked to win that game more often. Uh, it's just for how important of a win that was against a team that we weren't supposed to do very well against, mm. um, and the way we shut them down on offense. I think was really impressive, which is why I probably got most of the votes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would say maybe like the Pittsburgh game was also really big, you know, big stage, their record, uh, you know, um, just, yeah, so many great options. I mean, I I really can't be upset at any of these. Yeah. I mean, next, the next one is um, one I had to go through, um, go through and pick apart. You decide, you decide to put it down as a writing, one on there is the uh, unsung hero of yeah, the, um, of the team. 
Um, we've had we had votes in there for let me have a look for for Bruce Smith. He Weird. got a vote. Okay. Yep. Um, cannot name one. So all the heroes <laughs> got one vote. Uh, where was it? Uh, there was a couple of other ones. Uh, we had one for Mackenzie, McDermott, DeBall, Leslie Frazier, Jordan Palmer. He was an unsung hero. He got a vote. Who? <laughs> Jordan Palmer, the um, the quarterbacks, not not our quarterback coach, but the um, but the quarterback coach has been working with Josh Allen since he's come oh, out. Oh yeah, the, yeah, in the off season, the draft. Yeah, he got a vote. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about individual, actual Bills, current Bills players, we've got we've got we had a vote for the O line as well. Wait, hang on, the Kit Man, the Kit Man got a vote. Yes, <laughs> the Kit Man got a vote. But all the players and the coaches we had, AJ Klein, Cole Beasley, Corey Pohorquez, Brian DeBall, Dion Dawkins, Ed Oliver, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Mika Hyde, Tyron John- Johnson, sorry, Tyler Bass, uh, Jordan Poyer, Leslie Frazier, um, Levi Wallace, and Sean McDermott. Uh, this one you had in third place, you had Tyron, uh, Ty- why do I keep saying Tyron Johnson? Tyron Johnson. Tyron. Uh, with four of the votes. Um, there's 45 people actually um, put their put their uh, response in. In joint second was Mackenzie and Dawkins with five. And the out and out winner on this one was, well, um, was and it, I I would be shocked if it, was, if it wouldn't have been him, Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. I think I think yeah, that his, was his importance to this team is is very important. It's it's very. I, I wouldn't even say it's underrated because I mean everybody knows how important Cole Beasley is to this team. You know, mm. I mean it's, he come off his best statistical. I hate saying that word. Um, <laughs> season was close to a thousand yards. Yeah. Um, played the last few games with a with pretty much a broken leg. Yeah. And he was just that. He was just that Mister Clutch on the mm-hmm. um, on third downs that really, yeah, that really you can re- you could rely on. And I, I'm actually hoping that I think he's got another year or two left on his contract, maybe possibly another year, and that they extend him and keep him in Buffalo for for the rest of his rest of his career. Mm-hmm. I think he is that he is that one safety net guy outside of the tight ends that really Allen can rely on. Yeah, I, I absolutely cannot argue against Cole Beasley uh, winning this one. Yeah. So next we have the best free agency signing. Now this one we had Vernon Butler, Mario Addison, AJ Klein, Josh Norman, Daryl Williams, and Stefan Diggs. Why is Stefan Diggs on here? I don't know. You put Stefan Diggs on there, didn't you? No, I, if I did, then whoops. But I would also like to blame you. <laughs> Maybe you went in and edited it. It was a trade. Awesome. So, uh, okay, so to the both of us for letting that slip. But well, he got he got one for him. So he got one vote. Yeah. So, uh, but most people realized that he wasn't a freed, and so that was an <laughs> error on our part. So, out of the said. others, I mean, it was it was interesting. It's not I mean, a pretty list. No, I mean you've got you've got guys on there that you would expect to make a um, make a difference in in Addison, potentially in Josh Norman, um, and all that. 
But they're, they're guys that made plays here and there. But AJ Klein was one of them. Of so you, which yeah. obviously the first first few weeks they're thinking, oh, why can't we just cut him? Yeah, Klein Maybe had three really really big weeks. Um, yeah, it's the thing about free agency in most sports. Uh, I think other than baseball, signing a free agent a it's always to a massive contract because there's bidding wars. And mm. B, it's so rare that they work out to be like franchise altering or, you know, making big uh, impact. Uh, yeah. Look at what we did to our defensive line and, and, and how much money is there now and how we exactly. kind of want to cut all of them. Yeah. I think, and that's kind of what we, well, what we're saying is it, if some of them are only going to be here for a year, maybe tell I me. Mean, obviously, Daryl Williams was on a one-year deal anyway, um, so he was obviously he was slated to become a free agent um, this season. But obviously, with the others, Josh Norman as well, I think was due to become a free agent this year. But the others, you're looking at they're they, they're multi um, multi-year contracts on there, and yet we're going to be and obviously we're going to talk about this during the off-season um, or that could be all caps. So you're you're looking at your free, best free agent signing potentially not being on the team next season. Yeah. And that just shows how important it is for for Bean and McDermott to actually get those pieces, even if they are like a one-year contract or that, to get that right piece. Because looking at the results on there, we had Addison and Klein both coming in third. Um, Josh Norman, for some strange reason, was um, second. Uh, but Daryl Williams, the guy who actually came in, plugged and played at right tackle, as a free agent at the end of this season, actually won, was the best free agent signing as voted by by you guys on there. And he could literally potentially be not on the bills next year. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I would absolutely say he deserves the vote for that. Hmm. Um, yeah, the most I mean, important one of the most important positions on our offense in protecting Josh Allen. Um, yeah, and he was he was that good. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in future episodes. Um, obviously about the O line, and obviously, and obviously you've got Feliciano, you've got Williams, both out of them, out of contract, and all that. We can we'll talk about that at a later time on there. But you've really got got to look at what he actually did. He came in and did. And how he done? Yeah, he had a couple of bad games, but the majority he was so solid. Yeah, he was so yeah. solid in there and deserved to be the free agent signing of the um of the year as voted by the fans. It's one of those positions where, like you know, free agent signings. We need we need something like a splash. Only happens once in a while, you know. No team has like multiple free agent splashes. Um, back yeah. in the infancy of free agency, in 1995, we signed Bryce Pop from Green Bay, and and um, went on to lead the league in sacks, win NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know that 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 that's rare uh, mm. in the NFL. Uh, you know, looking at a top 20 list of best free agent signings in NFL history, number 20 is Jerry Rice going to Oakland, and he wasn't that. I mean, he had one good season with them, I would say. Uh, so, you know, free agency is, is a crapshoot. And most often when you spend the most, you lose the most. No, exactly. Exactly. So we now move on to rookie of the year. 
for four candidates in this one, Epinesa, Moss, Davis, and Bass. Now, Straight to bass, be honest, homie. Geese and Bass. Straight Bass, homie. Turn um, up the Bass. Slapping the Bass. Uh, Gabe Davis was great when he was targeted. Um, I wonder if he didn't get so many targets because of game plan or he wasn't getting separation. But, uh, you know, the, the catches that he made were catches that no wide receiver on the team last year could have made. Yeah, no, exactly. So I think Gabe it's... Davis was great. Uh, we used Zach Moss. He got better as the season went on, I would say. Uh, it's very yeah. interesting to see what they do with him next year. Um, right. Epinesa, uh, I mean, I guess he was a project from day one. You know, we talked about his in, his, in the draft profile. Like, here's a guy who we aren't expecting to step in year one. Mm. Hopefully he makes a huge stride next year because he's yeah. probably looking at the majority of reps. I mean, you look at, you're also looking at the fact that Gabe Davis, he's the, um, out of all the rookies for over 20, um, 20 yard receptions for touchdowns. He led that with five. Yeah, no, and I mean, he was, he and was a great, yeah, a great weapon. And, and obviously the, the couple of toe drag swags uh, mm-hmm. he actually did and all that. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, my I, it would have been between him and, and Bass Forex. I mean, you, you've got to like how Bass, he had a shaky first few weeks on there, but then started to suddenly become more and more um, dependable, hit the, hit, was it, was it six, 59, 61 yard, or attempted that, nearly got it. But then after that, was pretty much perfect up until the um the the championship game or the wild card or the divisional game yeah. where obviously it was difficult for the kickers anyway. No, what, what he was able to do in the season is something that you don't see from many kickers. Mm. You start poorly, you end poorly. Yeah. You know, you and start I mean, poorly, you get cut. Yeah. Um obviously being a draft pick, you know, you have more uh, reason to hold on to him, you know. Uh, they had a belief in him, and it worked out. I mean, we were talking, we were fielding questions early on in the season about, you know, should they do something at kicker? And I was like, you know what, he's gonna miss some, mm. and that's just yeah. what you get with a rookie kicker. And then exactly. he started nailing them, and he was and, he was great. And I think at the beginning of the season, uh, in, in the off season last season, I said, um, watch out for this guy, Gabe um, Tyler Bass who could be a really good, um, really good kicker and thought if Bills had to move for a, um, for a, for a new kicker to replace Hauschka, if they were going to let him go, that Bass would have been that pick. And mm. I, I, I don't want to toot my own trumpet. Toot my own horn? That's poor. That was poor. Okay. All right. We're moving on. Moving on. Game day. <laughs> Zach Moss came third with that one. Tyler Bass came second, but Gabe Davis actually um, took it with half the votes for for the UK Bills um, rookie of the um, rookie of the year. So we move on. We've got a few more categories left, so we'll try and go through these quickly as um, quickly as possible. On there, we've got special teams MVP uh, Bass, Bohorquez, or Roberts. That one was comfortably with three quarters of the votes won by Tyler Bass. Hawkes came second and Andre Roberts came third. I would like to make an argument for Andre Roberts. Go for it. Field position is so important. Yeah. You know, 
he's risky, he's gutsy, he's frustrating at times. But when he's able to do what he does, his impact on the game is significant. Mm. Yeah. You, I know, mean, you, you look at the way the Colts were able to pin us in the, in the, you know, at the beginning of the game, in the playoff game. You know, that shows that field position is important. And Andre Roberts, being a pro bowler, is the kind of guy who can, when given an opportunity, can, you know, make things out of nothing and give the offense good field position. And he did most of the year. We had a really good starting field position, uh, one of the better in the leagues. Yeah. So it's very important. And he's not a guy I would cut unless, you know, possibly, uh, you know, we saw McKenzie on the punt return. Maybe they can trust him to do that. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I, same... I loved what Andre Roberts was able to do. I, I know he, he had a fumble in one yeah. game, right? But, you know, nobody's perfect. He, uh, he can make... he's, he's better at what he does than most people at what he does. Yeah, I mean, you can make the same argument for, for Hawkes as well. Cause, I mean, obviously, Bill changing positions. He's had he's, – he has been probably one of the most consistent um, punters – we and the last few seasons he's actually been with us. Okay, he's had times where he shanked it quite a bit and actually given a and have given away field position. But there are times where you actually yeah, and he could just boom it for for such a long time, get so much hang time that really changes the field position. So I think all three of them realistically could have actually um could have had a shot of winning. But yeah, it's how we said in the last one, Bass. He's he's caught trumps. He's actually shown that he is the dependable and actually come over that that hump at the beginning to become a reliable um, reliable player for the um, for the team. Yeah, I remember when we wanted to get rid of Bohorkas last year. So it's it's great to see all these guys who have had game, seasons where they were able to a overcome what they did last year or b overcome what they did earlier on in the year, like Bass mm. did. It's great to see. Yeah. So we're now going on to defensive MVP. We have um, the candidates for defensive MVP. Jerry Hughes, Matt Milano, Trey White, Tremaine Edmonds, Micah Hyde, and Jordan Poyer. Where do you go on this? To be honest, even though he missed, I would have said, I would have leaned towards Milano more because you could see with him out, how how they struggled in the mid, in the um in the short game when they started targeting the tight ends. I mean, who do we face? We faced them um, in the in the spell it was out. We faced um Kelsey. We faced um faced uh, Jonas Smith or Hunter. Is it Jonas Smith? The Titans. Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith. Um, on there, but you could see how how the game when Milano was out, we were we were. Our defense was was a bit more sluggish, a little bit, because you've had Klein actually in to replace him. Yes, Klein, I said Klein did have a great, um, great few weeks um, after that. But with Milano out, and this is something that obviously, obviously is going to show how we can potentially replace him if we don't re-sign him or anything like that. How this defense can cope because he's been one of those most important pieces on this defense since he's actually um, since he got drafted. Because you're yeah. looking at a guy who can who can attack, who can cover, who can actually um, keep up with most plays, and when he's gone missing um, through injury and all that, 
it's you can see a bit of a down a down in um in the uh in the defensive uh defensive side of it. Yeah, decrease. Yeah, I, it's an interesting thing, and it's something that we will talk about in our off season previews. What we do with Milano, because the production with and without him is evident. It's visual. You can see it in nearly all the stats. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and is that scheme or is that Milano? What does he personally bring? It, it, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Um, you know, if I could have grouped Hyde and Poyer together, they probably get my vote. Uh, Trey White, I think, maybe wasn't as dominant. But again, that could be scheme. It's tough. Edmonds had a rough start. It's tough to pick someone on this defense where it wasn't as impressive all year. Mm. Uh, I think the most consistent player on this list, though, if not for Hyde and Poyer, would be Jerry Hughes, though. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think anyone really could have potentially won that. I mean, let's say Milano is crucial. I mean, you're looking at Hyde and Poyer as well. You can't discount them. They're probably... The, what I say, I think I said at the beginning of the season, I said on the US podcast, they're, they're one of the top three safety duos in that league. And yeah. if one if, if one or both of them go down, we, we are vulnerable in that. So mm-hmm. I think I think him, them, Milano and Hughes would be rightful winners on there. I mean, Hughes came um came last, uh, then came Micka Hyde, then Trey White third. Uh, Trey Woke fourth, sorry. Tremaine Edmonds third, Matt Milano second, and overall Jordan Poyer came out on top as the defensive MVP. And to be honest, I would I can I get on board with that. I mean he's yeah. he's always around. He's most he's he probably is he should be he should have got more votes in the underrated um yeah, yeah. category, to be honest. Well, I think that I think we know his value, I think, in terms of the NFL understanding what he does he's very underrated in the league but we know how great he is mm. he can absolutely be our defensive mvp uh, so you know. now we move on to the second to last one our offensive mvp the candidates are josh allen stefan diggs cole beasley and daryl williams now you could probably make a case for all four of them i think that's pretty obvious who wins this though yeah, it could be closer good. than you think, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Daryl Williams didn't get a vote, so third, like 70, um, 70 responses on this one. Third, with only four votes, is Cole Beasley. Second, with 30 votes and 42.9% of the votes, is Stefan Diggs, and 51.4% and 36 votes. Josh Allen is the offensive MVP. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, earlier we talked about NFL MVP and uh, NFL Offensive Player of the Year. I think if Allen wins Bill's MVP, it's because Diggs deserves Offensive MVP, you know? Yeah. Uh, those two guys go hand in hand. What Diggs was able to bring to this offense made Allen better. No, exactly. Exactly. And you wouldn't. And he and he hadn't had the drop off of of digs from what he did in in Minnesota. No, I no, mean no, yes, no. they called better. him they called him they called him uh, diva um, selfish and all that. 
but you did not see that drop off. We didn't see any of that when he came over. And he actually, in his first season, built that rapport straight away in those training sessions with um, with Allen. Yeah. And actually led the league in um, leading both receptions and yards. I know he did yards. Receptions and yards. Receptions and yards. Yeah. He was yeah. everything we wanted and needed him to be and more. Yeah. And obviously, the, the decision now is, and we're, again, this is another thing we're going to discuss in the offseason. Do you, um, is obviously his contract. He's now going to be wanting a lot more, a lot more for it. But, it, it, but we it don't have it? any money, Stefan. Give us a break. <laughs> but no, it's it's something that we can actually um, go that either either Diggs or Alan could have actually um, would have won that one. And obviously, Alan was the uh, the unanimous. Well, just slightly uh, not, unanimous, not unanimous on this. I mean, fifty one percent to forty two point nine. Uh, you know, 36 votes to 30, um, you know, it, it shows how important Diggs was to this team. I mean, he deserves to be number two, and I like that he got a good amount of the votes. Yeah, and our last one, the big one, the UK Bills MVP as voted by the fans. We have Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Brian DeBall, and Brandon Bean. I think... I don't. I don't think most people will um, will second guess who the uh, who the MVP is on there. But Correct. I like I like to see that Brandon Bean did has obviously got votes on there because what he's actually been able to do mm-hmm. this season, obviously bring Diggs in without losing um, much draft capital. The way he drafted him, the likes of um, Davis and Bass in the later rounds. Um, Moss in the third, Epinesa towards the end of the season, the second, definitely deserved to be in the conversation on there. But unanimously with um, is Josh Allen, your MVP. Yeah. Stefan Diggs second, Brandon being third, and the ball with the single um, the single vote on there. Yeah, the thing about the one thing about Bean is he is responsible for Allen winning this award, bringing in Daryl Williams to protect him, getting Stefan Diggs to have that target. And then Dable mm. creating that relationship via the, you know, the playbook uh, just shut up and throw it to Diggs was page one of the bills playbook. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, how great is it that, you know, this is the crazy thing. The Bills as a team, since we've been fans. At one point, a fucking punter could have won this award. (laughs) Brian Mormon probably was the Bills MVP for one or two seasons. Yeah. What the shit? (laughs) Yeah. You know, to be able to have our most valuable player be our quarterback, uh, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. No, it definitely is. I mean, it's. I'm glad that we've actually, um, we've actually, we've got to a point where we can now have, have these players. We can have all these. Um, we can have the conversation of Allen constantly being, um, being the MVP. You've got Diggs in the conversation, even even Brandon Bean in there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely something that that obviously is really, um, really exciting for us to um, for us to see. 
And hopefully it just leads to more W's in the future. Exactly, exactly. And um, so that is uh, that is that for our award show. So congratulations to uh, to all our winners. Hey, hey, hey! Clap one more time. You're not coming to my birthday. Who did that? Uh, all right. So real quick, what yeah. do you got tonight? What? What? Uh, Super Bowl Weiss. Yeah. Uh, I got Bucks. I have COVID I got... being the winner tonight. <laughs> I think that half of the fans in the stadium get it. Yeah. I I have I know a few people who went to Florida for the game, and uh, mm-hmm. my dad is going down to Florida to go golfing. Uh, just. Stay away from Florida, people. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've got... I I've have Chris got, Jones um, breaking Tom Brady's ankle. I have Mahomes. You know, ugh, I don't know. I, I want to be funny and just say everyone's going to get hurt, but that's mean. I don't hate yeah, the Chiefs no. as much as, you know, I, sh- uh, you know, most some people do. Um, oh, it's just so frustrating. Got, the the got, team that I've beat us... Just for that. The team that beat us versus the team that's terror versus the guy that's terrorized us for twenty years. Yeah. Ugh. Can it I end in a tie? I, think... I hope the commercials are good. <laughs> I don't I've, I've care got... about the game at all. I've I've got the bucks just for that defense of theirs. Yeah. Their defense, I think, will give the Chiefs a game um, on there. And the well, way it's one of those things like there's there's no one to root for. There's no, there's there's no guy on either side that's like, hmm, he deserves one. Yeah. You know, there's no there's nobody to root for. No, it's exactly. Just, it's disgusting, honestly. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I mean, you, we talk about how I hate draft talk. I can't wait till we start. <gasps> honestly, because it just means that this season is over. Uh, <gasps> I just... <laughs> You can't see me right now, but I am actually, uh, <laughs> if I could, I'd be jumping up and down to hear you actually say that. <laughs> uh, this, convert this, this him. Game I'm going to, I'm going to hate watch the first half so hard. <laughs> but anyway, no. So, so that, thanks to everyone that's got involved in, um, in the votes on there. I know you um, are going to be doing the, you've done the uh, form as well for the uh, top 10 highlights and you're going to put that out um, yep. sometime today. If you, obviously on Facebook and Twitter um, at RWBB underscore podcast at UK underscore Bills, Buffer Bills UK on Facebook, I put a post out on there just asking for you, for your input. Obviously the off season, we're going to do draft stuff and all that. Is there any particular topics that you want me and Alex to to talk about? So get your views on there. We've had a few already, which um, which is good. Um, obviously, Buffalo Bills UK on YouTube. Um, follow there for and obviously watch the uh, the Christian Wade interview and obviously the highlights that Alex put up. And have you got a final final word for the uh, for the listeners? Nope, I'm good. Uh, the and... season was fun. Thank you for everyone to your for your participation. Sucks the way it ended, but hey, it's crazy how There's far we went, year. right? There's always next year. Yeah, well, we're used okay. to saying that, right? 
so that's um that's it so continue to subscribe hit the follow share button spread the word word of mouth and for alex i'm matt saying good morning good afternoon good evening thank you for listening and go bills i guess i have a friend who lives in tampa so go bucks tonight i guess (laughs) (sighs) go bills yeah, not, not us. Not us. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Those on three. One, two, three. Bills.